Hello and welcome to Straight Talk, Supply Chain Insights, the podcast for your supply chain leader who is on the go and wants to be in the know. And now, your host, Laura Sassiri. Welcome to Straight Talk with Supply Chain Insights. This podcast is designed for the supply chain leader who's on the go but wants to be in the know. Here we interview technologists and supply chain leaders to really get at the heart of the supply chain as is happening today. I want to introduce you to Bobby Wan. Bobby is really driving a new innovative platform called Knock. And Bobby, welcome to the show and tell the group a little bit about what you're doing with your company, the mission and vision, and how you got it off the ground. Absolutely. Our company is, a, is actually like a logistics and warehousing company, but we created a platform that allows consumers to try brands' products from home on demand, so two-hour delivery, uh, and they get three days to try it free, sometimes up to seven days. Uh, and if they decide not to buy it, uh, we will come and pick it right up from their door, no return slip needed or anything. We come right to your door. Um, and a key point to this is that they don't pay anything up front. So a lot of companies are pushing these trials uh, and calling everything a trial, but this is truly a free trial. We actually call it a free tryout. Uh, but our mission as a company is to make trying products from home free and easy for consumers while also being sustainable for brands. And our vision is to be the number one marketing company in the world, uh, which would be and being the first one built on top of a sustainable circular supply chain. It's always a difficult one for people. I believe we're one of the only companies on earth that has a marketing business model, but we're actually a, you know, a supply chain company. So Bobby, I love the innovative nature of this. What kind of products are the best suited? I mean, I would think it's not like potato chips because they fly off my counter, whether I like them or not. Uh, but what products and what kind of companies are most aligned with this vision? We believe, generally speaking, any high-end durable goods uh, these products have never been able to benefit from free sampling programs like CPG brands are able to do. You can't just give away expensive products. Uh, you know, even some of the largest companies in the world, some of their flagship products, they only give away up to 500. So we focus on high-end durables, but a great, you know, a really great product is anything that is new, new in the sense of that's just one subcategory of this high-end durable would be a product that's so new that you literally just can't make that purchasing decision without trying it first. Uh, that could be anywhere from a VR goggle to a uh, to an air fryer, right? It's hard to make a decision that's you know for something that's so expensive when you've never actually experienced whatever it delivers. Got it. Well, it certainly makes sense for some of the products that have dust in my closet that I wish I could have tried before I ended up with them on my doorstep and never had the courage to return. <laughs> And, you know, in this world of consumerism, we tend to buy things we might not use and, you know, have second regrets. But, you know, how did this concept evolve? I mean, were you just sitting on your couch one day thinking about this or did somebody say, hey, Bobby, you should do this? Tell me a little bit about the business model and the thinking. Yeah, it's really interesting. I actually started in music software. So I had actually just moved to Europe, didn't really have anything to do, and had this concept randomly on the plane over there. And it's, it did, I will say, I don't have a great story of some genius idea. It started off sort of similar to the mission and I stumbled into the vision. So the mission, I just had this idea of it'd be really cool to try stuff for free from home. You know, 
what my thought was specifically that aren't people the ones that actually make a, a brand grow? Like ads don't really do anything to me. I, any purchase I make, and I felt like any friends who make purchases, we could all tie them back to people. So I really thought that trying products from home would double as not only a cool experience, but also a great marketing channel. Um, and then when I was over in Europe living in Berlin, I started consulting for Startup Bootcamp there and serendipitously got matched with a cohort that included a Series A uh, logistics company, which helped me learn about everything it would take to create such a service. Uh, and then while doing research before I even decided to really start the company, I stumbled into, along with my co-founder, we stumbled into a bunch of amazing research through his connections at, um, at large consultancy firms. And we started learning that, wow, we're actually indirectly solving return problems. I didn't know how big returns were, uh, how much of an issue it is. And, you know, most people are unaware that returns are basically a massive net loss each time. And so we sort of stumbled into this vision of, you know, this could be much bigger than this. It could be about sustainability, about a circular supply chain. Um, and then also this business of, a, of, a, of basically using the losses and your returns. So taking your return losses and just moving them over to your marketing costs. And those marketing dollars are, are really powerful. There's nothing more powerful than experiential marketing right now and actually leveraging uh, consumers as your marketers. You know, I've always been a big advocate of the supply chain as a test and learn vehicle. And uh, I like this business model because it sort of puts some form on how, you know, companies can actually use a circular economy concept. But can you walk me through it? You know, who do you market to? And, you know, how does it work? Uh, you know, kind of the nuts and bolts. Do you mind to explain a little bit about your model? Yeah, so our model is really similar to a firm. Um, if anyone knows what that is or how they work. But simply put, we're, we're cross-platform. So we sell, it's almost like we sell white label, right? So we're just, we're just providing the service. Um, but we also have the digital front end. So you actually check out on our platform at our, on our website. But brands work with us. So for example, a brand would come and work with us. They'd, we would say, hey, we need this many units to do this many trials per month. Um, and they send us that inventory. We take that inventory on consignment we hold that inventory in our own warehouses and that brand is done with any logistical or supply chain stuff. Now that they will just focus on user acquisition. So they'll run ads. It's, there's, you could get set up in a day, right? Once we have the units, you just start changing your, your traditional marketing channels. Maybe you're advertising sales, start advertising these trials and you'll drive these consumers to our checkout on our platform where the consumer then gets to choose when they want it delivered, it could be right now or it could be tomorrow at 2 p.m. It doesn't matter. Time slotted or on demand. They put in their payment information, but they're not charged. No deposit, no hold, no nothing. Uh, then the order is passed through to us and we pass that order through our system to the correct warehousing and the correct logistics partner who handles the delivery. The consumer then gets it for three to seven days, depending on what the brand thinks is the ideal or the optimal amount of time. And at any point during that process, they can go onto their account. And this is what's really special is we built this for trials. So you, you would just go on your account and you have two options, buying options, where you can either keep the product you have. If it's, a, if it's already been open, you can keep it at a slight discount without any of the risk of traditional secondary sales where you have to worry about it being broken. You know it already works. Or you can click swap for new. So we will actually come and swap, take the trial unit back, give you a new one. Um, or you can hit return and you, everything here is on demand and quick. 
and painless. There, you don't even have to put a return slip. So there's no printing, no nothing needed. We don't even send you a return slip because it's all white glove. We come to your door. And so these brands pay us, as an example for this, they pay us on, for each trial, whether we make the sale or not. Um, we don't take it. We're not a sales channel. We like to think we're, you know, we're an experiential marketing platform. We're turning consumers' homes into pop-up stores. Uh, and, and we don't charge or take a commission on those sales. So we just a flat fee for the service. And if you make a bunch of sales even better, the ROI can you know, be even exponentially greater. Well, trial's so hard to get. How do you find customers and who's using it? Uh, can you give us some customer examples? Yeah, so right now we, we've had several customers, but the most recent that came aboard are um, Tumi and Labatsa. We started this company in Europe, so we just moved to the U.S. in 2019. Uh, and, and they acquire the users. So our customers are the brands, and then they, go, they turn around and you know, acquire the customers for the trials. And it's been a really powerful – we've been, had consistent data. One of the easiest things for us to see is, you know, how is this performing against your 30-day return policy trials that everyone's doing? And we've seen anywhere from a 10 to 30x decrease in cost to acquire these trials. So simply put, when you advertise these free knock trials, it might cost you $10 versus what 180 you were spending to acquire people for that 30-day return policy. Now, would this be Lavasa like I'm getting coffee or Lavasa like I'm getting the machines? Can you clarify? Getting the machines, yes. Okay, the machine. Mm-hmm. So, and then to me, you'd be getting bags. Right. Love, love both products. Uh, you know, but tell me how it works. So do I have to find you on a website or is it an ad? And how do I as a consumer interact with the service? And that's a, that's a good question. That's what why we decided to make this cross channel where it exists on our platform because you you can legitimately just take the link of our checkout and stick it anywhere so for example you can add a try button to your site and underneath that button is just a redirect to our checkout just like a firm so they can just add it into any channel you can add they can put it into their facebook marketing campaigns and they could advertise hey we're doing these awesome free trials and have users click there or the users can click from their site if they're already aware of the brand and they're on the page and they want it and they want to uh, capture them there. They could do cart abandonment. So you've already ch- checked a product page out. Um, maybe you went to checkout. You decided, you know, for some reason it's just not, you know, you, not enough incentive for you to give it a try. And then they can hit them with an email and say, why don't you try it uh, through Knock? You can put it absolutely everywhere. And that was a really key learning that we had from just our experience in business, which is. You know, it's much easier to keep this low, low weight and easy for brands to to get started with. And in the future, we will consider uh, like fully integrating into consumer or into brands platforms um, where they can actually have it all within their site. Bobby, tell me how you set up the logistics. You know, we're supply chain guys and gals and, you know, returns are just not easy. And, uh, you know, circular economy logistics are very differentiated. What do you have to do to make this work? So the logistics side is a little bit easier because it's a lot of companies have been coming out that are helping aggregate, aggregate all of these different courier providers. So from the Postmates of the world to the mom and pop courier companies, they're being aggregated by several different companies. So we do a little mixture of that ourselves. We also have these aggregate partners. So that's how we pass these orders off to, we have access to hundreds of thousands of, of riders. That's a little bit of the easier part. 
The really hard part is the warehousing. No warehouses are built for circular. So, you know, most of these returns are usually going to a, a center, you know, within or just outside the city where it then goes to a regional warehouse where it goes through more of the true reverse logistics process. Um, what makes us different is we partner with the the newer uh, local warehouses, so or, or micro warehouses, depending on on which city, and we partner with them. So we we contract with them, and what we do is we actually build our own infrastructure in a corner of that warehouse. So it's much cheaper for us, but we'll go in there and we'll actually build a reboxing station, you know, with the tables and the equipment needed to do so, uh, and we even staff our own people who manage that process and make sure that no products ever leave without being in perfect condition. And then we also, on top of this, are opening our own micro warehouses in the city for more reboxing capabilities um, and maybe our own distribution. But right now it's mostly outsourced through partners. So why the name Knock? What was the origin of the name? The name. So the, the name came down to the fact that there are no names left. That's the honest thing. It's, it's hard to think of a name that hasn't been taken. And we, I'm a big fan of just keeping it, the names aren't too important, but to keep it short and simple. And we thought of the name Knock, keeping like a, you know, with a different spelling, of course, of N-O-K. And what we liked about it was three letters, and we wanted to associate it with the sound of instant or a knock at the door. So our logo is actually inside the N, is there's just a simple door handle, and the N is sort of a home. Uh, a home. And we built our first ad, which was, showed a it was a point of view ad or a point of view video where someone would see a product be able to click on it try it and then you know five five to ten seconds into the video you would hear a knock at the door and knock is there so we just wanted to associate it with the moment of delivery very cool what's next where are you headed what's next for us is to you know grow the business start to reach other cities so we've set up in los angeles new york city and san francisco uh, and we want to be able to grow our volume in those cities and then, of course, expand uh, nationwide. Uh, and that's just a game of, of, of volume. And then we also want to fill up more exciting categories. So we're in search for, you know, we want to we want to hit audio next. Uh, we already have some really exciting big brands taking up, you know, so, some other categories. Uh, and then we just want to get those launched and, and focus on executing them and creating an amazing experience for customers, which naturally create, you know, trust and a great amount of word of mouth, uh, not only for those brands, but for us. And I think that's really key when you're, especially when you're a business that's giving free stuff to people to try, you need to, uh, you know, you need to build a lot of trust. Well, good luck in your journey. We always love talking about new supply chain models. Anything you would tell others that are considering doing this kind of stuff? Yeah, I would say that this is one of the most exciting industries. You know, I didn't expect to ever be in it. And I'm so happy that I am. It's, one of the great things about it is that it's quite an archaic industry. Lots of people are still relying on, you know, Excel to run warehouses, even some of the largest companies. There's just a lot of areas that are ripe for disruption. It, it's just a quickly evolving area of business that is just super exciting. I mean, every day we, we the, the one thing we struggle with more than anything is other opportunities tend to land in our laps. And we've had to say no to so many of these interesting avenues. Uh, so I think there's a ton of area for people to get in this and to uh, to make a big difference. Well, good luck on your journey, and thanks for joining the show today. This is Laura Ciceri bringing you Straight Talk with Supply Chain Insights. Today I've been talking to the founder of NOC, N-O-K, which is working on 
How can we test products in the circular economy and promote trial? Thank you, Bobby, for joining the show. Thanks, Laura. Bye now. Until next time.